0: Welcome to Quotable, a female entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After more than 10 years building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who've been in it too. And I want to share all of them with you because we're stronger together. So fill your coffee cup up, sit back and listen in.
1: I'm so happy to have Tanya Pacheco here with me today. She is the founder of TP Bookkeeping. And um, I think it's something we all need to talk more about. So thanks so much for coming on today, Tanya.
2: Thank you for having me, Alessandra. I'm excited to be here.
1: (laughs) Me too. I feel like I've been following along with you for such a long time and we've like really never really gotten to like just chat like this before. So I'm always, I feel like I learn a lot from you on like social media and your emails and stuff like that. And, um, I feel like everybody else could learn a lot too. And also I feel like there's just, it's just one of those things, bookkeeping. It's like, people don't know, you don't know what you don't know. I guess that's where I'm kind of going with that. And so like, when I see your stuff, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, these are things I should be thinking about. So (laughs) I thought it could be really useful to dive into some of that today. And I also just really, um, I also think that, you know, following along with your business in general is really cool. So I want to hear more about how you've created it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm here to spread the bookkeeping cheer. So um could talk about it all day long. So <laughs> well, let's start by Let's
1: start by like where it came from. Like, how did you get into it? What was your, you know, d- 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 however far back you want to go, like leading up to starting a business and what it is today? Like, what was that story like?
2: Sure. So, I mean, my background um, is in corporate accounting settings. I worked, um, For about seven years for a pretty well-known Boston restaurateur and her finance and accounting department. Um, And then I worked in tech um, and at a marketing agency. So I have been doing accounting way before TP bookkeeping was a thing. So I really, I really didn't set out to own my own business. It actually uh, was a colleague of mine um, who is a CPA um, was like, you know, have you ever thought about kind of doing your own thing? We were seeing a lot of um, our friends and our um, colleagues were opening up their own businesses and they needed bookkeeping, right? Like they would get to my um, colleague, Steve, and they wouldn't have their books ready. And he was like, I just feel like this, like this is very much needed, you know, what do you think? And I was like, (laughs) I really was like not hot on it. I'm going to be honest. It took some convincing. Um, Mm. but I eventually was like, you know what, let's give it a go. And so in 2018, I late 2018, I took on my first uh, very late 2018, like December, I took on my first, um, monthly bookkeeping client and you know, it's been just going and going since then. Um, we have pretty much grown every year um, over a year and we're at um, over 50 monthly clients now. So yeah, it's really fantastic. And we still, (laughs) I'm so grateful for my first, um, my first clients. They're still with us. Um, So we really, um, we love our clients and we love who we work with. And so our retention rate is, is like 98.5. 8% 8% or something crazy. So I love that. I'm really proud of, of what TPB has become.
1: Yeah. That is so cool. I love it. I feel like sometimes we need that person who's like, hey, you should do this, like kind of pushing us to take that step because sometimes we never thought of it ourselves or it just seems like, no, like I shouldn't do that or I couldn't do that. So it's cool yeah. to have those people on your side who are like, yeah, you could and you should. And you never look back.
2: Yeah, I think it's scary, right? Like the unknown, the fear of the unknown. I mean, I was in corporate, I had a very nice salary, stock options, health insurance. It's really scary to make that leap. And I didn't do the like side hustle thing. I just was like, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm going full in. And so that was um, terrifying.
1: (laughs) And did that first client come from the
2: guy who told you to start it? Was he like, I have someone already you should work with? And I had worked with this person in a previous Mm -hmm. role. So we already knew each other. So it was just like, um, he said, Oh, it's just like getting the band back together. And it so was true. And it was like a nice, you know, first step for me because I already knew all the people involved and had worked with them and, and they trusted me. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it kind of was very like organic, but it also was not, it was not, you know, when I went, to college or high school. I wasn't like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like that was not the vibe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. I mean, a lot of people I talk to, I think say that like I had no idea until it came time to be like, Oh, this is something I need to do. Like we did not plan to be business owners. I love it. So 2000, very end of 2018, you were like, I'll do this. Here's one one client. So we're officially starting. And then did you bring on others like pretty quickly after that? I imagine.
2: Yeah. So within the first two years, we pretty much added, you know, um, about 10 clients a year, obviously some years, a little more, some a little less. Um, So by 2020, we were already at like 25 clients. Um, So I, I always joke and, you know, with my friends and my family. I'm like very strategic about my growth. I feel like I say this all the time. I say no more than I say yes, Mm. because I want to have these long lasting partnerships with my clients. Um, and so it's very important to me that I'm the right fit for them and vice versa. So, um, I think money and finances are a funny thing. You really have Mm -hmm. to trust, um, the person who's going to be in it with you. And so we um, are so honored that people trust us with that. And we take that very seriously. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. But also like, I mean, I think that's like an admirable thing when it comes to business, because so many people listening to this, I bet are like, well, yeah, that sounds amazing. But like, it can be really hard to say no to a potential client. (laughs) Like, especially when you're either first starting or when you're trying to grow and it's like, oh, but if they want to work with me, like I should do that because (laughs) you never know what else is going to happen or whatever. But I love how strategic you've been. How have you, like, have you, has it mostly been through like the relationships you have with other business owners and people who would kind of refer you to the people they're working with and things
2: like that or... Yeah, that's exactly all of our growth has been organic through existing clients or through, you know, like how we meet out with other kind of, um, professionals who are very like like like-minded. Um, it's all been just word of mouth, um, referrals pretty much. I've picked up a few, um, you know, a few clients here and there from like, you know, Instagram or whatever, but the vast majority is all, um, organic word of mouth, um, referrals from existing or like peers like yourself. Um, so it's, it's really great. And I think, um, depending on your business, that's a wonderful way to go because the clients, uh, tend to be ideal because they're already coming from a verifiable Mm -hmm. source. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: no, I I think that's amazing. And then, you know, you can hold on to them long-term. So you don't have maybe that fear that I feel like sometimes makes some of us jump into things with, you know, not necessarily an ideal client. Cause it's like, oh, but I don't know if I'm going to have, you know, another client come to me next week or next month. And um, it sounds like you don't deal with too much of that. So that's really cool. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't worry. I, I think like my philosophy is, you know, you can only control the controllables. I can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but I know for me to oh, perform and give a great service that we have to be at a certain level. And I think all business owners should keep that in mind. You know, you know your worth, know your worth, whatever that is. Yeah. You need to know it
1: and i feel like um Oh my gosh. I feel like I just lost my train of thought. There was something I was going to say about that. It'll come to me, come to me later, but Oh no, I was going to say, I am sure we'll, we'll go into this, but I bet part of that comes from you being very smart about knowing your numbers and like, you (laughs) like you get what's going on behind the scenes in a probably a deeper way than some of us. So that might help too with being like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what it should look like. And I trust that it's all working the way it should. Um, What about your team? Because, I mean, you are not doing that all yourself anymore at this point, right? So how what does that look like to kind of... When did you start bringing people in, I guess? And what does that look like now?
2: Yeah, I have to be very honest it i'm very type a i think that's what makes me such a good bookkeeper mm-hmm. um it was really hard for me to like let go but i think everybody and every entrepreneur that starts out as a sole practitioner kind of has this moment where they're like if i want to take this rocket ship to the moon i'm going to need some help mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i definitely hit that um, in 2019 And then, you know, there was a little ebb with the pandemic, but then 2021, because we didn't really slow down. So um, it is not just me. uh, It's me. It's a a team of four. So um, really bringing the right people in has been so crucial and, and important in building my business. I think, you know, your team is your dream as corny as that sounds, mm-hmm. but being, you know, very, again, strategic, um, about who you bring into the fold will make a huge difference. Um, and it has made a huge difference in my business. I can say that without, um, any hesitation, I, it's the biggest investment I've made in my business, mm-hmm. um, but the best investment. I've is made.
1: it? Is your team all remote? Do you guys work from home?
2: Yeah, so not everybody. It's a mix. We're hybrid. Everybody's local to Massachusetts. So we do meet in person because I think that's important. I want, you know, I want to see them not every day because I trust that they're doing their work from home, but I think that touch point um, is really important for me as a CEO. That's important. I know everybody's different, but uh, I really love that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like to have a little bit of kind of even if it's just from like a team building perspective and just working really strongly together. Um, and I it's funny because I sometimes blame that on the creative aspect of our of my company, but like, I mean, not that bookkeeping isn't creative, but I feel like it feels a lot more cut and dry, kind of in, in certain respects. And um, so I mean, I don't know, interesting to hear you say that too. Like, I'm always like, I feel like we need to like it's just helpful. Not that we need to, we, we are mostly remote too, but I feel like it's just nice to be together sometimes and be able to bounce ideas off, kind of
2: just see how we work together, just be able to chit chat over what we're doing a little bit. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say like my famous line is I hire for personality because, I, you know, as long as you're competent and you have some experience, I can teach you the bookkeeping for the way that TP does it. As -hmm. long as you're a good human, um, you know, I just think that's way more important for our team and for our company. So, um, again, I'm very cognizant of that. That, you know, maybe the person that doesn't have exactly all the boxes ticked on their resume, it it doesn't mean that they wouldn't be a great fit here. Um, And so, you know, I'm definitely more personality and culture driven, which I think is definitely unique and not necessarily, you know, that is more creative brain. But I see that it's a very important um, to the longevity of the company.
1: Yeah. I think with small businesses, especially it's like, like when it's the first cut for several hires, probably too, it's like that really is helping to shape what the company is like, not just like what it's like to work here, but what the experience is like for the clients and just the whole energy behind the business. So that can be really important. I think, especially at the, you know, the smaller stages.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So do you, um, just one more question about that. I'm just cause I'm nosy. Like it totally doesn't matter, but did, <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, I, I love to hear just like how you built this. Like, did you know the people that you've hired from other? Cause I know you said a lot of everything is like, been referrals and your, your network and connections sound like they've been so helpful. I'm just curious, like are people blindly um, applying to work with you or do you kind of have, have pulled people from your network sometimes too?
2: Yeah. So all of, you know, all of the ladies who work here are either was a referral from a colleague of almost everybody was a referral from a colleague. Like I worked with um, Kristen in a previous role and her good friend um, from like, you know, um, like they have kids, you know, in the same school is Lisa. And she was like, you know, I was like, I'm looking for help. And she's like, oh my gosh, Lisa, she's great. And so then that just kind of very naturally occurred. Um, Jen, who is another, um, bookkeeper here was, you know, I'd reached out to another restaurant, uh, bookkeeper friend of mine. And she was like, oh, I can't help you, but I have this friend, Jen. Oh wow. And so it's all been very, um, like you said, through connections. I don't and, know why and- I had a feeling
1: you were going to say that. Like I, I had no idea. <laughs> I was just like, felt like that was going to be the case. Yeah. yeah nope. I love it, it totally- when it works that way.
2: Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. It really is. So it, it really has been like you just said all through like connections. Yeah. Cool. So I guess I want to like, um, I
1: want to sort of, I don't know. I I was going to say backtrack, but that's not really what I'm trying to say. I want to like kind of back up a little though to tell people, so like, what is it really like, like when we say bookkeeping, like, I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like people question, like, do I need a bookkeeper or do I need an accountant or are they the same thing? Or do I need a CPA? Or if I already have one, do I not need, I feel like you kind of touched on that a little bit. Like then do I not need an accountant or do I not need, like how does bookkeeping fit in, I guess? And like, what is like, when it really comes down to it, is it, I guess is what I want to start with. Yeah.
2: No, I think this is such a great question because so many people, you know, out there are probably like, what do I need? What don't I need? What should I outsource? What, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, when you think about like bookkeepers, accountants, it's, you know, CPAs, it's this like, mishmash of roles.
1: right? Um, and it's like the money stuff is already feels too complicated and scary for, uh, for those of us not in that world. So it's like just another layer of that. Like, oh, there's more to it that I don't know or fully understand.
2: Totally. And I think to touch on that, the reason it might feel very like convoluted is because there's so much going on when it comes to preparing your financials that that's why there's kind of like these three layers, if you will, to your bookkeeping. So when you think about bookkeeping, that's like the foundation. That's, you know, the data that drives the next two steps. So without bookkeeping, you are not going to be able to file your taxes correctly and you're not going to be able to analyze what's going on. So I always joke that, you know, like bookkeepers are like the puzzle doers, right? Like we're in there, we're in there every day, every week. We're the nitty gritty, like we love the details. We <laughs> really do. Um, like Cause that's what we do, right? We're the giant organizers. We're like number organizers. Um, that's our job, so. That's great, cause
1: that's what most of us want to avoid. Like I feel like so many people are like, <laughs> I don't want to spend any time dealing with that.
2: Um, I think to that point, you know, people always ask me like, does everybody need a bookkeeper? you know, no, not everybody needs a bookkeeper, but you need to be doing your bookkeeping, right? Mm. In some fashion, because this is such an important layer to the pie, right? Like it really is important um, no matter what phase of business you're in to just do your bookkeeping, knowing that maybe it's not gonna be something you outsource right away, or even in the first few years, um, there's kind of, you know, I always say like, you'll, you will know when it's time, you'll get that like feeling Mm -hmm. when it's time. Um, There's not like, oh, when you're at X amount of revenue, like, I don't believe in that. I think when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you think about bookkeepers, think about like just giant, like I said, giant puzzle doers. That's basically what we do. We take all the data, all your financial data from your bank account, your credit cards, and we put them in pretty little buckets, um, and make sure the numbers are right. And that they agree to things like your bank statements and credit card statements. So, um, you know, that informs the next, you know, kind of step, which is accountants, um, not every bookkeeper is an accountant. The accountant kind of piece of it comes when you're asking for analysis and feedback, right? So that's this kind of like really important middle layer that I think a lot of business owners are seeking or they don't know that they need it, if that makes sense. Um, because not every bookkeeper is an accountant, right? So you might be getting these monthly financial reports and just being like, what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so an accountant, um, I do both. So I can okay, say that. This. was what I was going to say. Do you guys yep. I do
1: both? Because yep. said not everyone does.
2: Yep. We do both here. Um, they're going to take the numbers and basically give it back to you and plain english so you can understand what the numbers are saying. So I think this that's this really kind of, you know, unique subset of of, you know, not all bookkeepers are accountants, but there are many that are and will be able to analyze, give you actionable data and so that's kind of this middle layer um, of, of what an accountant does. And then obviously the last part is a CPA and pretty much a CPA is licensed to prepare and sign your tax returns. They shouldn't be doing your bookkeeping because there needs to be kind of some separation of church Mm -hmm. and state. Um, but they're licensed insured, you know, professionals that, um, you know, file your taxes for you, which obviously is important. So, (laughs) um, you know,
1: So they'll take the information that you guys have been taking care of all year long and just be able to easily kind of, file that without
2: having to scramble to like figure out other stuff like exactly exactly like we basically give them a nice little package of all they need and of course there's questions but then that's why we're here to help answer them so I think it's this like really interesting symbiotic relationship because CPAs don't want to do bookkeeping and Mm -hmm. I I know as a bookkeeper I don't want to prepare taxes right? right I stay in my lane so um I think it, it's it's nice to have partners on that side of the aisle.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so that was what you said. The person who first was telling you to start your business was a CPA. Correct. He, I, I know if you prepare people's things, it'll be easy for me to file, basically. Exactly. Yes. It, that's exactly probably why he did it.
2: Um, but yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So good to know. So you basically to sum that up, you don't need a bookkeeper, but you have to be doing bookkeeping. And if you, so basically if as a business owner, you do not want to be doing your own bookkeeping, you might want to get a bookkeeper and you could find one like you guys, where you do the bookkeeping and the accounting. So it kind of like saves a step, or at least it helps synthesize everything and make it be actionable for you throughout the year, probably because you can then use that information not just for filing taxes, but also to know a lot more about what's going on in your business and make informed choices and things like that. Like, I feel like I see you talking about that kind of piece of it a lot in terms of like what you can learn from these numbers in order to make smart decisions within your business, Um, which obviously sounds very important. Is there any like main... I don't know. I don't know if this if there, there's an answer to this, but is there like one or two things that you're like, these are some of the main like most useful or most important or most interesting like choices that you see your clients being able to make in a really
2: informed way based on
1: knowing their numbers?
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, all I always say like all roads lead back to bookkeeping because you can't analyze shit if it's shit. Sorry, <laughs> you might want to bleep that out, but <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, the numbers, the data is so important. And that's why your bookkeeping is so important because if your numbers are wrong, then we're just going to be analyzing wrong data. Right. And right. so I think that's why I always, you know, I will die on this hill that <laughs> I'm always like, you know, it's important to do your bookkeeping. And that is totally step one, but the very important step two is to look and understand what you're looking at, right? And I think that is where, you know, what I think we do really well here is, you know, we're not just doing the bookkeeping, we are, but for some clients, but we really do kick it up a notch to kind of say, you know, I get that as a creative business owner, you know, these reports might be confusing and maybe you are avoiding them or you don't want, you know, to even look at them. But that's where I come in and we come in and really kind of break it down, you know, by saying, hey, look, you know, your revenue is up 26% from last year or last month or last quarter. What did we, you know, what did we change, right? Did you add a new service? Did you, you know, um, take away a service that wasn't performing well? And so we're always kind of in there, you know, listening kind of providing feedback. And I think that that is really important Mm -hmm. as a business owner to kind of have that financial partner,
0: um, Mm -hmm.
2: to kind of like lean on when you need it. Um, so as far as interesting, uh, man, I don't know, we, we've had, (laughs) we've seen some interesting stuff for sure. Um, I think, you know, just in broad strokes, how we've had a lot of um, creative agency clients that have really been able to, you know, dial in if you feel like cash is tight, or if you feel like, you know, something you could be doing something better, you know, we can come in and we have for our clients and been like, look, you know, payroll's at this, it really should be at this, like, what does that look like? Let's look at your head Mm -hmm. count. What, you know, Mm -hmm. what can we do? I think sometimes as business owners, we have like this shiny object syndrome, right? Where you're like, Ooh, and (laughs) I, I mean, I'm guilty of the same thing. Um, but I think that, um, that's where we come in and are like, okay, Let's get down to brass tacks and reality and really think about what's going on, right? And so we kind of provide that dose of reality, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to be a very, very nice about it, but-
1: I think that, I mean, and even if somebody doesn't like listen to you, I mean, like I, I imagine that sometimes people make desi- you know, you make decisions based on all kinds of, you know, different pieces of the puzzle and money might just be one of them. Somebody might be, I mean, and I've done this, like I actually need more help, even if it doesn't necessarily financially make, make sense at the time for the business. It's an investment that I have to take because I know I'm going to personally be less available or things like that. There might be those other reasons, but at least knowing like, here's what it looks like. And here's from a financial perspective, what you should keep in mind or what makes sense from the financial perspective, it helps you make sure you're actually like really approaching it from all angles. And I also feel like even just having that perspective brought in by another person, like even if I was doing my own bookkeeping and could see those things myself, like having someone else be like, Hey, the, the numbers don't lie. Like, here's what they look like. Here's what you should consider. Might almost be helpful for people um, on like another level to kind of, like okay, it's not just like me, like my my bookkeeper, my accountant is like telling me I should really consider looking at this, like maybe making some shifts here and there. And like, I feel like it's just having that outside perspective.
0: Yeah,
2: I think having the outside perspective is really important. I think sometimes we get tunnel vision as entrepreneurs. And it's like, if you feel like things are going well, they probably are, but does not mean that they couldn't be going better?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, or also
1: like it could be going well, but yeah, sometimes once things are going well, we just like, it's like, then you're not necessarily paying attention to all the things that maybe are slipping through the cracks. Cause they're not necessarily creating a problem or being detrimental, but it's like, Hey, there's actually ways you could be either doing something a little better, or like saving a little better or being more streamlined with things. And that's still good to be on top of.
2: And <laughs> I think to your point, everybody's goals are different. And you touched on this, like maybe you would hire somebody and take a little bit of a higher payroll cost to have more time back in your personal life with your family or whatever. And that's super important to keep in mind, right? Your goals are not going to be the same as everybody else's. And so that will translate to your financials, right? So your PL might look completely different than another public relations firm, right? Because of that. And I think we bring that perspective in um, when we, you know, take a look at financials and meet with the owners.
1: Yeah, that's that makes sense, and that's important to keep in mind. I'm sure, and you probably, I feel like it must be interesting to see the back end of so many people's business, and it might be, I don't know, it sounds interesting. Well, actually, that's a good segue. The other thing I want to ask you is, like, what does it actually look like to work with you guys on a ongoing basis? Like, are you having people send their bank statements every month? Or are you like in their accounts? Like, what does that actually look like? If someone's like, Hmm, I probably need this, but what does it actually require of me? And what does that relationship look like?
2: Yeah. So pretty much all of our clients are monthly ongoing clients. So that basically means that we come in and kind of take over your financial ops, right? So we um, pretty much exclusively use QuickBooks. And so we will set up QuickBooks for you. We will connect all of your bank credit card accounts, and we're in there pretty much every week or every other week, making sure everything's coded, asking questions, making sure, you know, payroll's recorded or whatever's going on, um, that you're getting paid, um, which is important, (laughs) um, and kind of just, you know, in it, you know, for you. Um, and then of course there's like varying degrees of our, um, of our working together. You know, some folks, we also invoice their clients. Some folks, mm-hmm. we also in, you know, pay their bills. Some folks, uh-huh. they do part of it. So it kind of is um, very customized approach. And I do that by design because I want to meet owners where they're at, right? Not mm-hmm. every business owner is going to want us to do their client invoicing and that's okay. You know, yeah. but there are some that do. <laughs> um, so it just depends on how little or how much bookkeeping help you want. Um, and then every month, no matter what type of you know package you're in, you get a PL and a balance sheet from me. Um, just saying, like, here's where you're at. You know, if you obviously want a lot of feedback and a lot of analysis, that's like more CFO work, we do plenty of that. Um, If you're just happy with the financials, then we do that too. So no matter what, every one of our clients does receive that every month.
1: So it could look like just basically getting an email from you guys every month. And then I imagine if there's something that needs to be discussed, you discuss it, but otherwise like they don't really do anything <laughs> like you're yeah. just in that you're in the back end of stuff and they're
0: not really like
2: aware of it on a regular basis yeah they're only aware when we have a question right, right. <laughs> uh, and we do have some clients that you know have slack or voxer access to mm-hmm. us and they're way more involved again it's just as a little or as much um involvement that you want from us um because again, every business owner is different. Some people are super duper hands off, which is fine, and some people are super duper hands on, and so um, it just depends, you know, where you're at. So, well, cool. and
1: then imagine it's like a monthly retainer, or, um, like they're paying one fee every month, and that's it.
2: Pretty cool. much everybody's on a monthly retainer, unless there's like you know random, like you need to apply for a loan or something that's kind of out of scope, which. We all have things that are out of scope in our jobs. So don't let people scope creep. Um, but (laughs) conversation for another day. (laughs) Yes, that's another podcast. Um, but yes, it's everybody's on a monthly retainer.
1: Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah, I just want to make people feel like, hey, if this is something you're interested in, you just do it or don't do it, but at least like be informed about what it looks like, what it will be like. Um and the the thing that comes up for me too that I need to ask now one more thing is what how do you guys stay so organized behind or how do you stay organized I feel like you have to be very organized behind the scenes there what tools do you guys use internally for you to know I mean would you say 50 something clients right now monthly
2: yeah we're at over 50 clients I think bookkeepers by nature are inherently organized. Like if you're not an organized person, you probably wouldn't be a very good bookkeeper. No Probably offense. not the job for you. Um, So I think that's super important. We use um, Asana for a project management tool, which it has been excellent. I mean, there are so many out there. There's Trello, ClickUp, um, you name it. We love Asana. So that's what we use um, to kind of just keep... wheels on the bus um, with all of our client work. So that's our big project management tool Um, and things like HoneyBook, which I'm sure you know is a CRM. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, we're QuickBooks loyal. So a lot of our tech and our tech stack is QuickBooks and QuickBooks adjacent apps. So that kind of keeps um, everything in one place.
1: Amazing. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, it just feels like a lot of, um, pressure to make sure you're (laughs) handling everybody's money correctly. And at the right, I mean, not that you're handling the money, but just to stay on top of that many clients sounds like a lot. And, um, I'm impressed by that. And I know you have the team, like, it's not like it's, yeah, you've got, you've got it all built out, but I'm just impressed by, um, how organized you must be. You must all be like, I just, I just can only imagine what it looks like behind the scenes
2: with four bookkeepers. We love color coding. That's As what it looks like.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. No, I love that. Um, Anything else, like from a bookkeeping standpoint or or not Um, that you feel like we should leave people with? Like, I don't want people to be like, hey, I, we should, you know, if you're hearing a conversation about bookkeeping, you should also keep this in mind or you should know this, anything like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what's really important If you are serious about, you know, being in business and being an entrepreneur long term, you are going to have to get comfy with the numbers at some point. So like avoidance is not the answer here. (laughs) Um, I think, again, the tunnel vision is real sometimes as entrepreneurs, but there will become a pivotal point. Wherever that is in your journey that you are going to have to really dig in and see what's going on. So, um, you know, that point is going to come at different points for everybody, Um, but not shying away from it is super important and finding a person that, you know, you can like no trust that will come along your financial journey is super important. Um, and definitely not, I always say this not looking in your bank account balance and relying on that saying that everything's okay. Right. Your cash balance is a vanity metric <laughs> essentially. Um, even if there's millions of dollars in the bank, if you're spending a million dollars a month on Google ads, well, guess what? It's a much different picture. So, you know, being in tune to that, I think is really important, Um, you know, and not hanging your hat on just one thing. So that's just my two cents.
1: Yeah. Well, and I've got to ask, like, are, do you feel like when you look at the back end of like, like people's statements or whatever, like, are there discrepancies? Like, I feel like I don't check stuff like I very like now you know everything's online and I trust I
2: trust everything a lot yeah. so honestly alessandra more than you would think um we've caught so much fraud we've caught like banking errors so for example we had a client that deposited an eight thousand dollar check and bank of America posted it as 800 and so I was like what is that I was like that's not right and so we immediately flagged that a lot of times now um you know how you can mobile check deposit like anything yeah. um if somebody cashes a check twice twice a lot of the banks will let it through. But then if we're on the scene and we're reconciling, we can catch that and be like, Hey, this person cashed that in April. Like, why did they just try and cash it again? And so we actually do shockingly (laughs) catch a lot of discrepancies. I wouldn't say it's like all the time, but we've definitely caught enough that, um, I think it makes people less reliant on just trusting that everything on your statement is correct because a lot of times it's not
1: okay wow I'm glad (laughs) I asked
2: I'm glad I asked that
1: um yeah I mean I bet I bet there's something I've missed then because I definitely don't check them that much um and and I've talked I've I mean I know I've messaged you about this before I'm like I feel like I want I want to work with you, but I always feel like I don't have anything. Like I'm like, I, we only work with a couple clients at a time and it's all like automatic invoicing and stuff. Like, I feel like there's not much to it. And so I don't know if there's anything that like a bookkeeper could do, but like, I like, I want to work with you guys because it seems I don't know why. I just like you. Um, <laughs> I, feel like I like your company. And I've heard, no, I've heard great things. I was referred to by a friend who I know works with you. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what I would have them do. Um, and as you said, someday I will get there. I'm sure there will be a time when we need that. But this is also maybe something worth thinking about and keeping in mind. Like even if it's just things like that, that could be worth it. (laughs) Like I I, think think of it just as like the ongoing, whatever, like checking that my
2: clients are paying, but there's a little more to it. Yeah. Having that extra set of eyes is like not a bad idea when you're ready. Right. I think again, you'll, you or anybody out there is going to get to this moment where they're going to just want somebody to like, you know, back them up and look at things. And so, yes, it's important to do, you know, your bookkeeping and make sure like you're getting paid and you're paying your bills, but there will become a time that it's going to be more than that, right? You're going to want to make sure that person didn't cash their check twice or that $8,000 check, you know? And so we do much more than just putting things into buckets, right? Um, so it, 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 it sounds simple on the surface, I think. And then once you get in it, you realize how many layers are, you know, in the onion, if you will. Yeah. I mean, simple. I mean, it doesn't sound simple to me at all, but like, I know what you mean. Like
1: it sounds kind of dry in terms of like what you're doing and what you're offering, but um, definitely not simple to me, but okay. What do, do you guys have anything, anything fun coming up? Anything like, what do you see for the future of the company? Are
2: you planning anything, dreaming, scheming, anything you can share about? I'm always dreaming and scheming. Um, but I think, you know, for now we're just going to keep serving our clients. We do have a few, um, monthly spots open for the rest of this year and into next year, um, to work with us. And, you know, we don't have any big dreams, um, for yet though, I'm sure that that will change. It's always changing. Um, just hoping to, you know, continue to, you know, serve our clients well and have the best team and just keep, you know, keep this, keep this machine going.
1: love it. Is there anything that I always ask people at the end, two things, is there anything you wish you knew more about when you first started
2: your business? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There are so many things I, we literally could record another (laughs) podcast about this, Alessandra. Um, I think the one thing I wish I had known more five years ago is that outsourcing when you can and hiring the right team is literally all the difference into how you scale your business. Mm. I think that it is something that sometimes we, Can overlook as you're scaling, but it is so pivotal to know when you're at the point that you can either outsource a task to like, for example, a social media firm or whatever that is, or a bookkeeper, right? Um, Because that is only going to add value to your organization, right? Like every time I've brought on either a contractor or a team member that has just made TP bookkeeping better. Um, it is an investment, right? That's always going to be an investment, but knowing that if you do it right, it will pay you back, you know, yeah. in, in infinity. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at too. In ter- like before with like, you know, sometimes it's not just the numbers, like, of course, yeah, if you can project that out, but I feel the same way. Like every time I've invested in something, it didn't quite make financial sense in the moment, but like I knew that what it was going to allow was going to be a lot of growth for the business and be worth it eventually, like in that way. So yeah, I totally agree with you there. I've seen that a lot too. Um, any last word of advice for other entrepreneurs, business owners?
2: Yeah, I think my, actually there's two pieces of advice that I have been given that I always pay forward. I think the first is, um, don't be the smartest person in the room. There's always opportunity to like grow and learn from like-minded entrepreneurs, even if they're in the same space as you. Um, But certainly just like like like-minded folks like you and I, um, just being open to that, I think is so huge. Um, So definitely always do that and be willing to walk away from Anything, anything that doesn't align with your values. I'm talking a deal, a client, whatever, because if you are constantly, you know, in this hamster wheel of like ick, you're never going to be able to grow as an entrepreneur. So being willing to walk away is a huge skill and piece of advice that I would give to any other business owner.
1: Love that. So good. Yes. So good. Uh, amazing. Well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Tell people how they can find you. How can they connect with you if they want to
2: after your yeah. this? Find me on Instagram at TP bookkeeping. Um, I try and hang out over there a lot. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, under my personal Tanya Pacheco. You can find me there as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming out and having this conversation with me today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun
0: thanks so much for listening. For more information, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at quotable media co and at quotable magazine. If you loved this episode, please consider sharing it. Take a screenshot right now and post it to your stories. And don't forget to tag us so we can reshare. We love to see which episodes are resonating with you. Also, if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening right now. It means the world to me to see those. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes and also online at portablemediaco.com
2: slash podcast. Talk to you soon.